Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with my OBMD. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith, founder of the amazing website myobmd.org, where we focus 100% on your health. All the information that you find on myobmd.org are written by physicians. Today, let's jump right into our topic. We're going to be talking about VBAC, vaginal birth after C-section. Also a commonly used term for that process is a trial of labor after C-section, also shortened as a TOLAC, trial of labor after C-section. So if you've had a previous C-section, a previous uterine surgery, and you're about to have a baby, this is definitely the one for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Straight Talk with My OBMD Podcast. Join me for a bi-weekly discussion on topics most relevant to women's health today. We are your source for medically accurate, real-world advice and all things related to your health and well-being as a woman. From menses to menopause, we've got you covered. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith, a fully practicing, board-certified OBGYN physician with close to 20 years experience. I am also the founder of the website that is 100% dedicated to women's health, myobmd.org. At myobmd.org, we write in all aspects related to women's health. Listen to our podcasts, visit our website, subscribe to our newsletter, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, myobmd.org. Welcome back to Straight Talk with my OBMD. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith. And today we are talking about VBAC, also known as vaginal birth after a C-section. And another commonly used term is TOLAC, trial of labor after a C-section. So if you are a lady who's had a previous C-section or in fact a previous myomectomy where you've had fibroids removed, or any previous uterine surgery, and you're now getting ready to have a baby, you and your doctor will need to have a discussion about the best way for you to have your baby. Should you have a trial of labor and try to have the baby vaginally, or should you schedule yourself for a C-section? This is the question. So let's first look at why is this an issue? Why is, why is it that ladies who have had a previous C-section and have a pregnancy to follow, why is that something that needs to be discussed and decided upon? Well, whenever you have surgery, an incision is made, not just on the skin, but inside. So when you've had a C-section or you've had fibroids removed, the uterine muscle has been cut. Now remember, the uterus is like a big ball of muscle. It's, it's like a balloon, but that balloon is muscular. And it's a very, very strong muscle. I mean, it's able to accommodate the growth of a baby, eight pounds, nine pounds. It's able to accommodate contractions. So it's an extremely strong muscle. However, just like any other muscle, when that muscle has been cut, 
its strength is compromised and it's just not going to be as strong as it was before. Now, because of that, because the strength has been compromised, if you've had a previous surgery on the uterus, you and your doctor will need to discuss and decide whether they feel your uterus strong enough to accommodate the labor, the contractions that will occur during labor. Once that muscle has been cut into, it does get weaker. As time goes on, it becomes stronger. However, it really will not regain the strength it had prior to the original surgery. And so you always will have to be dealing with the fact that your uterus is just a little bit weaker than it was before. But is it strong enough for you to have a baby vaginally? The reason this is an issue is that the, if the muscle is not able, if the uterine muscle, if your uterus is not able to accommodate the, the very forceful contractions that comes along with labor, that portion that has been cut into before can open up. When that happens, that is referred to as a uterine rupture. If that scar opens up during labor, that is a surgical emergency. It's not necessarily immediately recognized because what happens is that the scar opens up. Now, rather than the baby being enclosed in the uterus, the baby is floating in the abdomen. And this may not necessarily be recognized because the baby's heart rate may initially be okay. One of the ways we recognize it is if the baby's heart rate shows signs of distress or your doctor does a vaginal exam and realizes that the baby that was previously in the pelvis is now nowhere in the pelvis. And of course, they would have known your history that you've had a previous C-section. So this potential diagnosis would have been something that they are considering regardless. If that were to happen where the uterus opens up, also called a uterine rupture, an emergency surgery would be required. Emergency surgery would be required because sometimes not only does the baby float into the abdomen, but sometimes because of that dramatic change in the dynamics, the placenta can break off. It becomes a real threat to the baby's life. It also becomes a threat to your life because when things start moving and shifting so rapidly, you always have the potential for hemorrhage. So this is not a, something that we take lightly. This is not something that we're flippant about because we do recognize the risk. However, for some women, we feel that the, they have a very good chance of having their babies vaginally after having had a previous C-section. And for those ladies, if that is what you want and your doctor agrees, then that may very well be the best thing for you because we know that if you're able to have your baby vaginally safely, then the risk to you are less than if you were to have a C-section. So the reason it's an issue if you've had a baby, uh, if you've delivered a baby by C-section before is again because of the risk of uterine rupture. 
Now, let's look at what are the factors that determine whether you should safely or whether you can safely have the baby vaginally after having had a previous C-section. There are a few factors involved. One is the type of C-section you had. Number two is the number of previous C-sections that you've had. Number three is whether you've had previous uterine surgeries such as fibroid removal. And number four is the time span between your last C-section and your current delivery. So those are the four factors that come into play when deciding if trying to have a baby vaginally after having had a C-section is the best thing for you. First, let's talk about the type of C-sections. Now, when you've had a C-section, everyone has a skin incision, right? The skin incision typically is what a lot of people refer to as as a bikini cut because it goes across the tummy right where a bikini would lie and it's it could cover, a bikini could cover that scar. So that's the skin incision though. That does not tell you what kind of incision was made on your uterus. Those are two completely different types of incision. So looking at your skin incision will by no means tell you what kind of incision has occurred on the inside on your uterus. So if you've had a C-section, at the time you have had a C-section, you always need to ask your doctor, doc, do you think it's safe for me to have a baby vaginally? Or do you think it's safe for me to try to have a baby vaginally with my next pregnancy? So you always want to ask a doctor that question because then you'll have firsthand knowledge of the opinion of the surgeon that was inside your tummy and nose, okay? Now, if you have not had that discussion with your doctor and you're not sure, what your current doctor will do is they will request the operative record from your previous C-section. So when they get that operative record, they'll they'll of course read the record and that record will let them know the type of C-section that you have. 99% of the time, you would have had what's called a low transverse C-section. A low transverse C-section is the lowest risk C-section, often done on full-term pregnancies. It has the lowest risk of uterine rupture. And so someone who has had one previous C-section that was a low transverse incision and desires to have a trial of labor after a C-section, in most cases, your doctor will not have an issue with that. Because in those cases, your uterus is still pretty strong. Again, it's not as strong as it was before, but you still have a very high likelihood of successfully having a baby vaginally, especially if you have previously had a baby vaginally prior to your C-section. So in those cases where you've had just one previous C-section, it's documented, your doctor know it's a low segment transverse incision on your uterus, and you want to try to have the baby vaginally, then in most cases, your doctor will not have an issue with that. Now, if you have had another type of C-section, so the another type of C-section is called where the scar is not made on the uterus 
in the horizontal plane. It's made in the vertical plane. So the scars that are made in the vertical plane, meaning they're going up and down, those scars have a higher risk of rupturing. So if the scar going up and down is made in the lower portion of the uterus, and you want to try to have your baby vaginally, you'll speak with your doctor. Your doctor may or may not agree to that because even though it has a higher risk of rupture, let's say, than the scars that have gone in the horizontal plane. Now, if your doctor, if you've had a C-section where your surgeon made an incision in the vertical plane, meaning up and down, it's in and it was made in the higher portion of the uterus, you absolutely should not try to have your baby vaginally. You should never labor because that uterus is no longer able to accommodate the process of labor because that incision was made in the thickest part of the uterus, and so that muscle will almost certainly open up when it encounters the very strong forces that comes along with labor. So when do we do the different types of incisions? The low segment transverse incision, like I said, the incision that goes horizontally in the lower portion, that is the most common type of scar that we use. The classical C-section is a C-section where the incision is made in the up and down plane vertically in the upper portion of the uterus. A lot of times, if you have a baby preterm, if your baby is preterm, especially a very preterm baby, we will have to incise, cut into the uterus, up and down in the upper portion to get the baby out safely. So if you've had a previous preterm delivery and you're not sure what type of incision was made, then it becomes essential for your current doctor to gain access to that medical record so they can be sure. If they're not sure, they may not encourage you to try to have the baby vaginally because we know that preterm babies, it is not unusual for us to have to do an up and down incision in order to safely deliver preterm babies. And when you have had an up and down incision on the uterus, not on the skin, but on the uterus, it is no longer safe to try to have a baby vaginally. It is no longer safe to do that. And the recommendation is to have a repeat C-section. Now let's look at if you've had more than one of the more common type of C-section scar. So if you have the low transverse scar, the scar that goes across on the uterus, but you've had that multiple times. Let's say you've had it once. Like I said before, you will likely be able to have the baby vaginally safely for your next pregnancy. If you have had that type of C-section twice, that is a little bit more controversial. Some doctors will allow it, some doctors will not. So that is something that if you know you want to try to have the baby vaginally and you've had two C-sections, then you really want to have that discussion with your doctor early on into your care to determine if your doctor will agree to labor with you to manage your labor, knowing that you've had two previous scars on your uterus. 
If you have had three or more scars on your uterus, most doctors will not agree to manage that labor. However, that again is not 100%. You may find some that will, but in most cases, most doctors will just not agree to that. It's just too risky because again, each time the uterus is cut into, it gets weaker and weaker. So if you've had multiple C-section, it all depends on the number you've had. If you've had two previous C-section, you may be able to find a doctor to agree to manage your labor. If you've had more than two, most doctors will not, but you may find someone who will. But most doctors, it will be a task finding someone who will agree to manage that. Now, another aspect is the timing of when you've had your previous C-section. If your C-section has occurred less than 18 months before you're getting ready to now have your baby, that scar, even if it's a transverse side-to-side scar, that scar is unlikely to be 100% healed. Now, if it's not 100% healed, your risk of that scar opening up is greater because it's just not as strong as the scar that has had more time to heal. So that is another factor that comes into play when deciding on whether you should try to have your baby vaginally and whether this is a smart thing to do. Now for the ladies who've had previous myomectomy, so if you've had fibroids, your fibroids were removed surgically, and now you are pregnant and you are deciding on what to do. If you had a lot of fibroids and there was a lot of dissection that took place, then your doctor will likely recommend a C-section. The reason being is because if you had a lot of fibroids and it required a lot of dissection, a lot of that muscle has been removed. A lot of the muscle that supports the uterus has been removed. The uterus now has not just one incision, but multiple incisions. And so there are multiple areas along that uterus that can potentially open up during labor. And so that becomes such a high risk that most doctors would say, you know, I think it's better for you to have your baby by C-section rather than risk having a trial of labor where any one of those scars could open up because you've not just had one scar, now you've had multiple scars. Now, if you've just had one fibroid removed and it's just a ginormous fibroid, same, same concept, right? Because a lot of the muscle would have been removed. Now, if you had your fibroid removed by hysteroscopy, meaning that they did, um, they went through the vagina into the uterus, used a small little telescope type device to remove it, in those cases, you'd likely be able to try to have your baby vaginally because really the dissection that occurs in those cases are quite small. And lastly, if you had your fibroids removed robotically by or laparoscopically, then we typically advise having your baby by C-section because the when we close up the uterus laparoscopically or robotically, it may not be as tight of a closure as you would have otherwise. So in that case, again, the scar may not be 100% healed. If it's not closed really quite tightly, your doctor may in that case recommend having a C-section. And again, 
This is something that's going to be individualized. There is no one size fits all. Your doctor will obtain your operative report. Hopefully it would be even better if it's the same doctor that did your GYN surgery that's now do, would be potentially uh, managing your labor or performing your C-section. And so they can advise you firsthand whether they think it's a good idea for you to try to have your baby vaginally or not. Now, let's say you, you decide that you are going to have a trial of labor after C-section or attempt a vaginal birth after C-section, also known as a VBAC or a TOLAC. Where should this take place? Because there is always the risk of a uterine rupture. It's always the risk of the, uter the previous scar opening up. Even in the lowest risk patient, the risk is never zero. You always want to make sure that if you decide to try to labor, this is being conducted in an area or in a facility rather where an emergency C-section can be performed if necessary. So that would be in a hospital more than likely. If you choose to have a birth in have your baby at a birthing center, knowing you've had a previous C-section, you want to make sure you ask, what happens if an emergency occurs? What happens if there are signs that my uterus ruptures? Do, are they calling an ambulance to get you to where you to a hospital? Do they have the ability to perform an emergency C-section at that facility? Do they have an anesthesiologist? available for immediate support if needed. So these are the questions you would need to ask at whatever facility you choose to have your baby if you've had a previous C-section. So just as a point of reference, even for the hospital, you, you cannot make an assumption that if you're having your baby at a hospital, that that hospital has the ability to perform an emergency C-section simply because some hospitals, most hospitals, have an anesthesiologist team member that is always there, right? That is always in the hospital. And so if an emergency occurs, the, it's just a matter of getting them to the labor unit from the, let's say, the first floor to the third floor and providing the anesthesia you need in order for your, your obstetrician to, per, to perform the C-section, so that is considered by definition immediate access. If, however, the hospital does not have an anesthesiologist that is immediately available, they may even say to you, hey, I know you can have your baby vaginally, but we are not able to allow you to try it at our hospital because we just do not have the, the system in place to accommodate you if an emergency occurs. So you never want to make an assumption that a service is available simply because it's at a hospital. You always want to all you always want to ask questions and find out what is the situation at each hospital that you're considering. So you always want to make sure that you have an obstetrician and an anesthesiologist immediately available if you choose to have a trial of labor after having had a C-section. Now, what are the chances of success? How can we determine your chances of a successful vaginal birth after C-section? Well, there is actually something called a VBAC 
calculator. And if you go to our website, myobmd.org, and you read through this, this particular article, the vaginal birth after C-section, how should I deliver if I've had a previous C-section, within the body of that, you'll find a link to another site that has the VBAC calculator. And the VBAC calculator asks you for different things. It calculates your risk at the beginning of the pregnancy. It can also calculate your risk closer to your due date because at that time it takes into account your cervical dilation level. So there are ways that you can determine what are the chances that you'll be successful. In general, for the ladies who have a 70% chance or rather a greater than 70% chance of a successful VBAC, then I think it's in those cases, it's reasonable to attempt if that is your desire. For ladies that have a 60 to 70% chance of, of having a successful vaginal birth after C-section, it's a little bit more controversial. You know, you can kind of go either way. You can say, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and have a C-section or you can say, hey, let's just try it. So it's a little less clear in that scenario. If your risk of having a successful vaginal birth after C-section is less than 60%, then the recommendation is to simply have a repeat C-section. In that case, it's just the recommendation is based on the fact that the risk of rupture may not be worth may not be worth it because your your risk of success is so low. So again, you and your doctor will always decide. It's not just going to be based on just a calculator. It's also based on your level of desire. So for some ladies, they really have a very high desire of having had of trying to have a baby vaginally and for some ladies it's really just not that important. And so for each person, that is going to be a decision that will be individualized. Now, another thing, another question that some uh, patients ask is if you have twins, should you try to have a baby vaginally after having had a C-section if you have twins or more? And that all depends. Again, your doctor may agree to it and some doctors will not agree to that. So you always want to have the discussion early in the prenatal care process so you and your doctor will know what it is that you all have agreed to do. A lot of times for patients that try to have their baby vaginally after having had a C-section, a lot of doctors are hands-off. And this is what I mean by that. If you go into labor on your own, and you would like to have your baby vaginally, your chances of success is much higher than if you are being induced. So your doctor may say, hey, I know you really want to have your baby vaginally, even though you've had a previous C-section. Let's wait and allow your body to go into labor on its own because we know that that scenario has the highest likelihood of success. Now, if you have not gone into labor on your own by your due date or no more than a week past your due date, then certainly your doctor may recommend a repeat C-section. So again, just being hands-off and just waiting for your body to do its thing on its own may be more beneficial for you because it has the higher likelihood of success. One of the reasons that induction of labor 
are not as successful when you're trying to have a baby after having had a previous C-section is because the medicines that we use for induction of labor, there are typically three different types of medicines that we can use for induction of labor. Two of those medicines are not recommended in patients who have had a previous C-section or a previous myomectomy. So there are two drugs that for the patient who have not had a previous C-section, we have the ability to use those drugs safely. The group name is called prostaglandins. So the prostaglandins can be used safely in ladies who have not had a previous C-section. But if you've had a previous C-section, the use of the prostaglandin has been associated with an increased risk of uterine rupture. And so most doctors are unwilling to use that medicine, knowing that it is tipping the scale in favor of a negative outcome. So that just leaves us with Pitocin. Pitocin is the only drug that we can safely give you. And for most women, for an induction, not being able to have access to that prostaglandin and just relying solely on the Pitocin, it really does make it challenging to have a successful induction of labor. Now, lastly, is there anything you can do to increase your chance of having a successful trial of labor after having had a C-section? The first thing you should do is speak with your doctor. Speak with your doctor early on in the prenatal care process. Your doctor will need to be on board to support you in your decision to try to have your baby vaginally. The hospital will need to be able to accommodate you in that process. Again, they will need to have an anesthesia team immediately available so that an emergency C-section can be performed if that becomes necessary. The second thing to do to increase your chance of having a successful trial of labor is actually to control your weight. A higher than normal weight gain during pregnancy decreases your chance of having a baby successfully vaginally after having had a previous C-section. And the third thing you can do is what we've already discussed is just to be patient and allow your body to go into labor on its own. A labor process that has initiated on its own has a much higher likelihood of success than one where you're needing to be induced. So these are the, all the things that you need to consider. Of course, all of this and much more is available on our website, myobmd.org. Visit myobmd.org for more information on this topic, as well as many other topics. All of our information are written by physicians. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Talk with my OBMD. I'm your host, Dr. Dana Smith, and I cannot wait to talk to you again with another engaging topic on women's health. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Straight Talk with my OBMD podcast. To learn more about this topic, visit our website at myobmd.org. Subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I can't wait to spend more time with you on our next episode of Straight Talk with My OBMD.